When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. going on everybody welcome to episode 471 of flow wrestling radio live i'm your host christian piles joined as always by my two favorites ben Askren, and also repping the state of virginia this one is brought this episode brought to you by the commonwealth of virginia Stephen kyle bracky it's maybe Kyle's second favorite state yeah we're virginia well, you know, today yeah, so so people know now you guys have it set up so I can't actually see you guys prior to us going live. So when you poof and you go live, and then you're both wearing Virginia shirts, I feel kind of left out. We will have to get you some uh, some Virginia clothing, mm-hmm. Benjamin. You should, you need to. Have you spent much time in the great state? Probably NHSCA's, anyways. Uh, let's see. I went NHSCA's. Is this no? Yeah, was it Virginia? I, don't, I think it was in Cleveland when I when I was in high school. Wow, the senior nationals. I yeah. Believe so. And AWA doesn't go to NHSCAs? Uh, we do not. We went to Folkstown Nationals or we went to Flow Nationals for a little bit. Um, I have been to uh, Virginia Duels a couple times as a college wrestler and a coach. Yes, yeah, nice place. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so I, th- I feel like every day we should have somewhat of a uh, how are things at home, coronavirus, quarantine update from, from the gang. <sighs> What are the things? Yeah. What What are we up to? What are the kids doing? Ben, why don't, why don't you get it started? Uh, well, my brother actually came to visit yesterday, and that was the first person I saw my mom I'd seen in in six days. Uh, you know, he set the new baby with, so that was great. Uh, let's see. Is that his first child? It's really, is his first child? His name is uh-huh. Luca. He's a boy. Uh, I don't know, one month old now. It's That's uh, awesome. man, for me, it's really hard without any childcare. I have a two, a seven. A four and a two-year-old, uh, so we're watching them all day, keeping them busy while also still trying to like be a semi-productive human being. Um, it's challenging. I do spend a lot of time outside in the woods, cutting stuff and burning stuff. Um, yeah, how about you guys? Well, I better light something on fire here. I'm lit, lit anything <laughs> on fire in three hours. Something's got to burn. What do I have all this property yes. for if I can't light things on fire at any point in time? Absolutely, that Absolutely. is a good point. Uh, no, so. Well, I was my brothers were supposed to come this week. They were coming for a wedding in Austin for a friend, and my youngest brother's no longer coming. Weston may may still come because he's just a little more adventurous like that. But they're they're gonna close the airports at some point. He's just rolling the dice that it won't happen during the period of time when when he's coming, right? So he, he's yeah, gonna yeah. he's gonna give it a shot. My brother works in a hospital and you know just he just doesn't want to bring it here he doesn't want to travel so uh i don't blame him for not going so that's happening my kids are just at home fortunately my wife's a teacher so she's off as well and able to hang out with them we're just they're doing a bunch of stuff outside i got so annoyed this weekend i mean my my son is caleb's in good shape for for an eight-year-old so maybe this was just him being 
mentally weak or something. But we went on a hike. We went on a hike two weeks ago. No problem. It was like, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three mile hike. And then for whatever yeah. reason, he was all whiny uh, on the hike we went on Saturday. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, while you guys are out of school, we're, you, we are getting you back. You're going to get in shape. Uh, so we've been uh. do, doing a lot more stuff outside and trying to keep them moving. Um, Cause that was annoying. Cause he he run like three miles at a time, no problem. But he he was getting a little soft. So we're doing that. It, a lot of a lot of outside stuff. Isn't that just a kids thing? Like some days they're just whiny, some days yeah. they're not. I mean, that's it's kids, right? Yeah, it's just kids. But at the same time, I was like, this is kind of, Natalie too. So a little more, they need a little more stick to itiveness. Um, but no, they're doing really good. Uh, you know, there's a lot for yeah. them to do. We'll see though, man. It's like this was going to be their spring break anyways. So it's yeah. like it's spring break right now. It's not like in week two and week three will really see where we're at. But so far we're good. Yeah, um, not a lot else going on. All my gyms are closed. That's really sad. That's Jeez, tough. that is tough. Kyle Bracky. Um, so Hayden is four months old now, and he's beginning to teethe. So that is awesome. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but l- luckily, uh, Olivia is a school teacher as well. Um, this is supposed to be their spring break too. They extended it a week, so she's excited to get to spend more time with him. But it has been a little tough since he's pretty uncomfortable right fussy. now. Yeah, I, he's uh, crying all the time. Yeah, this what a baby. Um, so Kansas like says we're done with school for the year already. Like they said that. I wonder if that's. I heard. I, Kansas seems so random, right? I think they're just trying to stick out for something. I feel like Kansas is a forgotten state, Ben. And they're just like, you know yeah. what? Let's get our name out there a little bit. Make get a little press. Uh, all press is good press. Kansas, like, you know what? We're not doing school anymore. We'll be the first ones. We'll be out in front of it. So I don't know why. I don't know if it's especially bad in Kansas. Uh, I'm not trying to make light of that. Um, I don't believe so. There's a nice website that that uh, I'll, I'll get it for you. Give me one second. I will get this website for you. But they run through all the statistics, and I believe, you know, it breaks them first as the the total, then it breaks them down by country. It is. Uh, Meters.info slash coronavirus. Mm, okay. So you can view it, view it by country. They got logarithmic graphs. They got linear graphs. I only um, look at logarithmic graphs. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, they're informative, obviously. Uh, but I do, but I thought it had it by state. Uh, I'm trying to find that right now. Yeah, the CDC uh, it definitely has it broken down fine. by country. Yeah, Kansas looks like kind of in the middle, not especially worse maybe a little bit behind Eight yeah they're done cases i feel like i feel like school might be done for for the year yeah like maybe we could go back in may but at that point there'd be no point in in doing so so yeah we'll see what happens there all right so that's so crazy. hey of all, of all the um of all the proposals that the the government <laughs> is is uh throwing out there to do for us uh us people which one are you cheering for most? You know, they got the $1,000. They got no taxes 2019. They got no payroll taxes 2020. You know, they're throwing all these ideas out there that they're going to do. Which which one are you guys cheering for How the would most? the payroll taxes one help help uh, us U.S. Americans directly, Benjamin? What would that do for uh, us? Put a lot more money in your pockets. I mean, if you're employed, you're paying 7.1% on payroll taxes for every dollar up to, say, $120,000. If you're self-employed, you pay both sides of that payroll tax, which would be 14.2%, I believe. Uh, if I got my numbers a little wrong, don't yell at me, people. I'm, I'm somewhere close. You pay both sides of that up to $120,000. Okay. Mm, yeah. I'd like more money, a bit of money in my pocket. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the $1,000 thing. It feels like uh, 
I mean, it just feels reckless, right? Like, do I want that? Is that good that everyone just gets a thousand dollar check? Is that what is that gonna? I, I feel like there should be some. I feel like there are some people that would definitely need that and benefit from that. And I yeah. feel like some people. I don't know. I feel like you could take that money and actually funnel it to like people that are w- wage workers or like you know working in a industry that's completely shut down or something like that. Yeah. Instead of like just giving it to everyone. It's like you know, not. I'm not trying to sound like I'm so so sacrificial or whatever, but there are just some people that just need a lot more, and maybe they could get two thousand dollars instead of making yeah. sure everyone gets gets a grand. Um, but you know, fewer taxes sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're gonna have to do something because yeah, the economy is gonna get. It's gonna be rough coming up here. I know. I know. I'm I'm hoping by the summer some things are restored and we're in we're in better shape. But it sounds yeah. like they're gonna have some sort of a salute like. Congress is not adjourning until they have, or the Senate's not adjourning until they have something. So I saw we, um, someone in the U.S. They tested a vaccine yesterday. Yes, I saw that. That's crazy because they're like it'll be a year, so which means it probably didn't work. But maybe it'll work. I, yeah, I don't think they can tell well, today, but I don't know. Hey, tough yeah, and there was some other. There are some other medicines they're talking about that have potential as as, as I don't know, cures or helping the cases get better. One was a malaria medicine and one was uh, HIV. Again, I, I don't know how well, but they said there's some potential there. Okay. Well, here's hoping. Now, tough news for Kyle Brackey as West Virginia has fallen. It is. Uh, it joins the other 49 states. It has a confirmed case of the coronavirus. Brackey, your thoughts? It was tough to learn, um, but – Hey, national champs, um, we're hanging the banner. It was a hell of a run, a <laughs> dynasty, um, the likes the world has never seen. Yeah, they um, built a wall around around <laughs> their borders. Didn't let didn't let the virus so, in for quite some time. No, it sad to learn, but uh, had a hell of a run. It was, it was okay. <clears throat> so we're we're talking about a lot of little, uh, not little bits, but bits we're going to be doing over the next couple who knows how long weeks it may be a really long time before there's actual wrestling again so one thing we were discussing is kind of going through all the round one matches since like 2000 not all of them but the the interesting ones if yeah. the fun facts or whatever memories that we had of of round ones of ncaa's past and um i figured it'd be easy just to start with 2009 and work our way up Ben, i don't know uh i i said Last night, hey, let's have some stuff for for tomorrow. So I don't know if you have yeah. anything off the top you wanted to. Ooh, I know. Uh, I I want to I want to do what we're thinking about today, but I have a good idea. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm gonna pitch you just live on air. I was gonna pitch you before, but you know, whatever. Um, I was thinking we do this instead of doing top tens. You know, you propose that we do top tens. Brecky does his. You do yours. I do mine, and we argue mm-hmm. about them. What if we did this? What if we had? And I don't care who does it, but someone. Pre makes brackets of eight, so the eight best guys in the last ten years, right? Mm-hmm. Then we put it on Twitter for people to vote on the fan vote. Okay, the day before, so twenty four hours. Twitter polls go for twenty four hours, or you you know you do yeah. twenty four hours. The day before the show, that gets one vote. The fa- whoever wins the fan vote gets one vote. We bring Nomad on, and then so there's there's uh there's four of us. So then there'll be four votes plus the fan vote. We vote on every match. How do you feel about that? Okay, so we would do every match, top eight. So there would be okay quarter. Yeah, yeah then the quarterfinals. Then the next day we do another Twitter poll, and then you know we go on till there was a winner. Okay, we could do that. That would be mm-hmm. fun. I I want to um as long as we have some spirited debate 
about it. Uh, I think we'll yeah. have a great time with that. Getting it down from eight to ten. Now, here's what will get dicey because we we want to do weight by weight, right? So, yeah. what do you do with Kyle Dake? <laughs> like someone that won four weights, right? The guys that win multiple yeah. weight classes. Do you just say like we're declaring Kyle Dake a sixty-five pounder, or we're declaring him a fifty-seven? Yeah. Because you want to. Yeah, you got to pick. Yeah, you got to pick one. Or I guess you could do something where you picked. A, a year for him, like Kyle Dake 2012 or something. But then, yeah, that's weird. Because then you could have four of the same guy in the same bracket, potentially. That was the, 50 se- that was the 57 year. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we, we can figure it out. Maybe as we get all the uh, top tens in front of us, it'll make more sense how to, how to do it. Give us, your, give us some yeah. advice there because we could use some. Um, okay. Yeah. No, you go ahead, Ben. Oh, as I said, I think you can only have. I think you can't have someone populating more than one bracket. I think you need to have, uh, you know, pick that. Pick the, the maybe the maybe every person gets a best year. You pick their very best year and you put them in whatever bracket that is. Maybe that's how you do it. Yeah, like oh eight Metcalf probably. Yeah, do that yes. year. Okay, cool. Now two thousand nine round one matches. Things that stuck out to you, Ben. First one for me, uh, as we take this trip down memory lane, was Obi Blanc versus Paul Donahoe, round one. Yeah. Very first match, Obi Blanc would go on to, uh, he was an All American at that point, uh, but yep. really he emerged as a senior level guy and made wor- world teams at the end. But that was the first matchup, or first match for the returning national champion, Paul Donahoe, which was, which was wild at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, so so just to newer fans, there was only 12 seeds back here. So there yes. would be like, Obi Blanc is probably like a number, I don't know, in this bracket, a number 13 or 14. Like, he's just barely unseated. He's 27 and so that's and where, Yeah, he had a really good year that year. That was the only year he wrestled at Oklahoma State. He had a really good year. And so, you know, he is probably a, a 13, 14, 15 type guy. And so... I guess I do like it a lot how they seed now where they go all the way to 33. So you're not getting any of these type of matches first round where it's a, it is essentially a number one versus say a number, a number 14, something like that. 2009. What are you doing at this point? I was at Arizona state this year, right? I was see. No, no, no. I was at no. Missouri this year. I went to Arizona state the following year. That's what I thought. I thought this was the year you were, yep. you were there. Okay. Yep. yep. Cool. Um, Good. But, yeah, so, I mean, right away you see – the other one you see here that's a freshman is B.J. Futrell. Um, so, Paul Donahoe, his road actually looks really tough because, you know, he's got uh, Obi Blanc. He then has B.J. Futrell, who would go on to much greater success. Uh-huh. He could – if Raleigh Pedrickin didn't beat Tyler Clark, he would have had Tyler Clark, then the next round, and then Robles. So, you know, all guys who went on to more success than, than they were currently having. Um yeah, yeah, that was that was a good run for uh, for Mr. Paul. Yeah, Donahoe was good, and of course Donahoe. If you guys don't remember, I, th- I feel like a, a couple little history lessons along the way are kind of interesting. So Paul Donahoe was a national champion at Nebraska the yep. the year before, right? It was two thousand eight. He was a champion, and then correct. Our, yeah, yes. And then he got in some trouble for. Posing for pictures, and it was kind of, it was a really weird, I mean, I was thinking about that, man. What if that so happened weird. with with Kenny Jordan and Paul Donahoe, if something like that happened out there, posing for, for 
pictures for you know adult websites. <laughs> they got in trouble what for that. What were they doing? Oh my god! <laughs> but it was it was I, it was like to me it was like just a little bit of ignorance about the internet, right? It was young guys, yeah, young people. Sure. It's just like you don't understand how big it is or what the real ramification. I feel like now in t- 2020, like people aren't people just make different decisions, right? Yeah, and yeah. it was it was a stupid thing that I I always felt like it was so dumb that they got in trouble for that, right? And they ultimately, I guess it is an NCAA violation because yeah. they got paid Probably for paid it. For paid, it. yeah. And I think they got busted because Paul had the Nebraska tattoo on his leg. I think is why they got busted or something. That didn't help. Thing. Yeah, that didn't. Ben's help. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh uh, man, can so, you imagine if something like that happened today? Right. Oh. Can you imagine if like. <laughs> I mean, it'd be it'd be nuclear. At that point, it was just like message boards, right? There wasn't like yeah. wrestling. Twitter wasn't a vibrant place, or Instagram yep. didn't exist. I don't think in two thousand nine. I don't so, think yeah. Twitter existed, did it? In two thousand nine, I'm pretty sure it did. It did, yeah. I think Twitter did. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so Donahoe gets guys kicked out of Nebraska, and. Yep. Winds up at Edinburgh. This is really during a really stupid run where Edinburgh had a few transfers, and then they became like anytime someone the message board thing was anytime someone was like going to transfer, everyone would always say Edinburgh line one just because they had like a couple guys that yep. transferred. Like uh-huh. Jared, Jared King transferred. He won NCAs. Paul Donahoe was an NCAA champion. He transferred there, but it didn't really happen that much. But Donahoe was the one seed. He was undefeated, thirty-one and zero. So he had a heck of a Heck of a career. He was really, really good. When he won NCAAs, it was a huge upset over Sam Hayeswinkle. Hayeswinkle. Yes. Hayeswinkle beat his butt the week before. Week before at Big 12s, destroyed him. It was it was, it was a major. Yeah. And then he won. I don't know if it was an overtime match or a one-takedown match, but it was a super close match that he won. And then the next mm-hmm. year, boom, he's on he's on Edinburgh's team. And he, he would ultimately go on to lose to Troy Nickerson. But there was like three, four... Four NCAA champions in this bracket, Ben. Donahoe, yeah, I, uh, Robles, Escobedo, Nickerson. I don't know if I'm missing any, but that's a uh, filthy weight class. Yeah, I don't believe you're missing any there. Yeah, that, that, that's an awesome weight class. And then you, to your point, you know, Futrell wrestled for a while internationally. Obi Blanc obviously had some success there. Um, Angel Escobedo wrestled for a while internationally. So good amount of success there, too. Do we have future UFC champion Demetrius Johnson in this bracket also? Oh uh, yes, we do. Yeah, you do. He went to no, Chad. That's not I the, know. I forgot he was Chad. Wait, that's the strong. Wait, that's the same one. I was joking. I don't I, know. I assumed it was. Let's look. I didn't think he went it's to Chad. It's, right, it's the right weight class. All right, let's look. I didn't no, think he wrestled no, anyone. No, that's that's, no, a, white no, that's a white person. No, it's a white person. Yeah, I think I didn't think it was the same guy, but I did. <laughs> I did not remember this name. Uh, when I saw the name on the bracket, and then it's and the it same is weight a 25 class. Funny. Pounder. Yeah, funny, it's right? Like, that is funny. Four-time All-American Zach Sanders. Yeah, pretty tough. Was yep. a freshman. This is yeah. a tough weight. Tough weight. Okay, uh, so 133, 2009. Round one is kind of what we're looking at, but who knows where? where well, are are you laughing at how big Franklin Gomez got now? <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for him to <laughs> wrestle Jaden Cox in the 2024 Olympics. <laughs> How does he's, he keep growing? I don't know. I mean, think about him in the 33 days. So Franklin Gomez was the top seed, and he was the NCAA champion this year over yeah. Reese Humphrey uh, at 133, right? And that was his that was his so crazy. college weight class his entire career. He was not 
or maybe he was a. 25. He wrestled twenty five as freshman. Yeah, he was a twenty five. So mm-hmm. he has really grown tremendously since that time. I mean, he was a sixty kilogram world silver medalist. Then he goes up to sixty five. Yep. You say okay, and then now seventy four. Holy cow! A little Chimizo ish yeah. though. Chimizo was maybe he is a little part Chimizo because Chimizo was a fifty seven kilogram or fifty five <laughs> kilogram world silver medalist yep. in two thousand eleven. So we're, yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, people be growing. Hey, we do. We, I, I joked about the former UFC champion in the last weight class, but we do have one in this weight class. TJ Dillashaw, uh, former UFC champion, gets tech fall by Nick Fanthrop in the in the second round. Oh yeah, Fanthrop was good. Yeah. Do, um, do you remember David Marble at all? Oh yeah, he was now? tough. He was really tough, dude. He was the. He might be. Like the most jacked 133 pounder I've ever seen in my life. This dude, he was like preposterous looking. I remember when he wrestled Dan Dennis. I was like, this dude looks yeah. like a freaking action figure. Yeah, he was really tough. Well, Seriously. yeah, and he beat Jimmy Kennedy first round. Yeah, yeah. The pigtail, the three seed. This, that was yeah. That was crazy. This is funny because the top four guys in this weight class all had decent international level success. So obviously, Franklin Gomez. We just we discussed him. Reese made how many teams? Daniel Dennis was the Olympian, and Jimmy Kennedy. I don't think he ever made the team, but he was always really close and really competitive, right? He made a team. Didn't he? Yeah, did he? he? Made it, mm-hmm, 14. He made the team at oh, 61, and he was so big. It was He was too big. Jimmy Kennedy, you were too big. Um, but he did make the weight, and he that was the year. Was that the Fargo year? When he beat uh, what? Where they had the non-Olympic weights at uh, Fargo. It was Coleman and Reese and Jimmy and Jimmy won. Yes, that's right. I am remembering correctly. He won it in Fargo over Coleman and Reese. I'm pretty sure Reese was involved. Don't yell at me if he wasn't. <laughs> Nothing really juicy in round one here, as as far as I can no. tell. No. Um. Well, Marble beat the three seed. Marble. Marble. Yeah. Marble. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, that's that is a good one. We'll hey, get the uh, Marable. Brick, hey, we'll how, get the Marable. How, how, There's a Marable one in here. I can't wait yeah, to bring it up. Yeah, there is. There is. A- <laughs> oh, Brick. Bracky, how old were you in 2009? Oh, no. I was a junior in high school. Oh. Okay. That's not as bad. I was at this tournament. You were? Sure. Yeah. I was there, wow, too. Nice. That, this was the first nice. NCAAs I attended, and my brothers were there, too. And they were, oh, like, wow. juniors and seniors in high school. Forget that they're, okay. they're that age. Okay. Um, all right, 141. This wasn't in round one, but Ryan Prater pinned Kellen Russell in a tilt. In I Kellen remember was, that. That was freaking crazy. Alex Crom beat Alex Sertzis. Uh Alex Crom of I Maryland. Crom, this was like kind of towards the peak Maryland days. Pat Santoro was uh, crushing peak Maryland for it. Well, so they're definitely at the nadir uh, currently of of where they are, where they were. Yeah. Um, they had some good guys, uh, but then we're gonna get into well, a Christ- Christian bully bit at some point. That's gonna be pretty tough to discuss. But and then how yeah. about this? Well, you, are you gonna bring Frank Molinaro losing first round? Yes, Frank Molinaro, 141 pounds, unseated, falls to Ryan Williams of Old Dominion in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Who knew what was going to come from Frank's Frank's career? And you 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 wonder, right? And I think Frank has probably talked about this. Like, what happens if Kale doesn't go to Penn State? What is Frank Molinaro's yep. career now? 
he gets on the podium this year. He was 19 and 16. And if you look around, there were so many good records were like everywhere. A lot of unseated guys, you know, like Obi was what? 27 yeah. and 8 or something. He was mm-hmm. unseated. Yep. So a lot of these guys have really good records. So I, I don't know if that means anything, if they were easier to come by or something. But bottom yeah. line, a lot of guys had good records at this point in time. And he did not have a good record, and he went on to be a true freshman All-American. <laughs> so he, come, he comes back and wrestles back here? Yeah, dude. He, get, he gets eighth. Wow. Where is he? I'm trying to find him in the wrestlebacks. Molinar. Oh, there he is. Oh, you got a medical forfeit over Corey Jansen. Beats Tyler. Tyler Nauman was tough, 5-4. Beats Seth Chisuli. Beats Drew Lashaway and loses to Zach Tonelli, which I didn't realize Zach Tonelli got upset from the number two. This yes. is like what we missed out on, on this, this year's NCAAs is like someone at number two is going to lose. We have no idea who it was. Yeah, Nick Nelson of UVA was, was on a rampage. Th- this bracket totally fell apart um, if you totally. look at it because <laughs> number four, Surtis, goes down. Uh, number yep. two, Tonelli goes down pretty early. Number one... Uh, Kellen goes down. So then Jay Jaggers emerges. And Ryan Williams made the finals out of the eight. Yes. Ryan Williams, eight seed versus unseeded Crom in the semi. Unthinkable. Man, boy, your boy Marcus Hain or Hone? Marcus Hain got kicked in the face by Drew Lashaway. Oh, here we go. Here Here we go. uh, And and twisted his ankle in the problem. Well, Marcus was down on uh, a single leg, and Lashaway was trying to kick away. And he post Lashley posted on his face, kicked him, and Marcus rolled his ankle as he was tipping backwards. And then he also lost and wrestled back to Chris Diaz from Virginia Tech. So that was, that was pretty sad. That was pretty sad for Marcus. Chris Diaz, but good for the Hokies. You know, yeah. Marcus should have gone a little stall camp there against Lashaway, worked up on that single. He scored way too many points. He was up to at least five points. Marcus was supposed to win one zero <laughs> there. Of course, if you haven't seen the Stalling Brothers wrestling camp, Marcus is one of the He's, I don't know if he's yeah. Stu or I forget I don't which, remember which Stalling brother he is, but he's in there. He's really funny. Yeah, he was yeah. tough, too. And he also did uh, – you guys remember he did the Hotel Blues? That was like uh, way, way, way back when on Flow. You should find that somewhere. Be, I don't hilarious. remember that one. I remember that one. They made like a music video for it. Yeah. They got sn- they got snowed in at a hotel somewhere. I remember I didn't go on the trip. Cause I, I think it was the year I was – wrestling and so i didn't go on every trip and they got snowed in somewhere and they made a music video (laughs) so funny okay oh my goodness so 41 nothing else really all that juicy went down in round one as far as i can tell all that wow but this is a crazy bracket because two four and one all lost early first two rounds that's that's crazy yes yeah. Totally, totally wow. exploded. And this was part of the 2009 was crazy because Iowa was a pretty big favorite coming in. And they yeah. had a number of guys just kind of fall off and not perform right where he thought. And Alex Sertis was among them, the guys that didn't quite perform the way uh, Iowa fans were expecting. I'm pretty sure Charlie Falk DMP'd uh, this year yeah. as well. And he was like a five or well, six seed, right? Didn't they have their, their 33 lost also? Where was he? Who was that? Daniel that was, Dennis uh... placed. He but he lost to hot track, so the fi- he lost to the five, so it's not that bad. No, and that was a close match. Yeah. That was that was a really close match, actually. But then, yeah. and oh, everyone gets so oh. mad because Dennis got a forfeit on the on the backside for seventh place, which was like no, nope. oh huge, yeah, you're right, huge team points because um, Baker wasn't able to wrestle. So that was funny. Oh, 
They got like three forfeits this year. That's why they won. I forgot that. Oh my gosh! Because then, oh my god, let me scroll down. <laughs> See, Christian. here we go. Remember, Zabriskie. Okay, uh, hold uh, on. Erickson heavyweight, got a heavyweight. Yeah, Erickson got a forfeit. We're at. Yep, somewhere in here he gets a forfeit. Uh, right there to advance the Conti semis. That's a that's another two and a half points for him for free. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then he somehow pinned David Zabriskie, who he lost that to was every epic. single time. That How was did he epic. pin him? He lost to him every single time. Give me a break. He like, oh man, wow. I've watched it. Um, I don't know if he finished with him up, a cow right? catcher. Does he bar him? I'm pretty sure he just was, barred him I, up and ran him over. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. I think so. That's yeah. epic. And, oh my uh, goodness. Morningstar had that insane comeback. Oh, against Reader. Yeah. He, oh, he, John! Don't throw my guy John Reader under the bus. I'm, I would never. I would, actually, John Reader's name is in here for the not good reasons in another point in time. Um, but yeah, he was up. He was up big on Ryan Morningstar um, in the third place especially, match. A, yeah, in the third place match, and they needed it. And Morningstar had to dig crazy deep and get a couple takedowns. And Morningstar was like, his reputation was like really stingy. He was good on top, but he was. He was not a guy to go get multiple takedowns against an elite wrestler like that, and he mm-hmm. freaking dug deep. I'll never forget that. It was a classic Iowa single leg finish where he would just be like this on his belly and work his way up. It was it was pretty awesome. Um, wow. Yeah, impressive Great stuff. Great memories, but I forget a lot too. Like, <laughs> I, I think there was a th- I think there was a third injury default that Iowa got somewhere in the wrestle back. So they had, they had three all in the same morning, um, and I, I so it's at six points of bonus, and I believe they won by four points over Ohio State this year. Mm-hmm. But who's to say they wouldn't have pinned them anyways? Sure, it's fair. They also had number five seed Charlie Falk not place. Yeah, he lost to Robles yeah. round two, and then dropped down in the round of twelve and lost to Zach Sanders. Yeah, Jay Borschel didn't place either. He lost to Raymond Jordan oh, in yeah. the quarters, and then the Raymond was pretty good. Did he lose to Ansar Ravage in the? Let's find out. I think sounds, he lost to Ansar Ravage. Sounds, in the sounds right. 12. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, I was so heartbroken when Raymond lost to Stephen Luke, though. Now, now you're bringing up really bad memories. Stephen Luke was like, uh, just, he was he was so good that year. I mean, what is Stephen Luke doing? He kind of fell off the face of the earth after he didn't wrestle any international. He was just gone. I often, I often, I'll see a name. I'm like, what is that guy doing? Like in someone give us a Stephen Luke update. He's probably he went, he went to Michigan. He's probably doing something Michigan y like I don't know, in finance or something. <laughs> I think didn't Being Eric really smart making a lot of money. Yeah. Something successfully. Um didn't Eric Tannenbaum isn't he doing isn't he like a doctor? I remember he made yeah, an NCAA I've final against Mark Perry. Okay. We're still on the O nine joint. This is the O nine one forty nine. The most, oh. I'll say it, the most talked about NCAA match ever is Brent Metcalf, Darian Caldwell. Even during this time, it was it was the biggest thing and remains the big, I mean, we're doing a film about this, and Caldwell is like, you know, that. You is are? A, is a I didn't hear of, this. Yeah, we're doing a Metcalf film. Not, not, not oh, just about, it's not just about this match. Uh, There's a lot I to the Brent Metcalf story. Um, and yeah, this, yeah. this is definitely a, a chapter in it, right? Kevin Lavalley, Brent Metcalf, round one in the battle of pretty good dudes. Um, That's crazy because Kevin Lavalley would end. Up, he ended up giving Kyle Dake a loss. I think either the next year, 2010, maybe mm-hmm. or 11. One of those uh, years he gave Kyle Dake a loss. It was 2012. Oh, the, 
Hang on. Yeah, the eleven. Finals. It had to be eleven because that was yeah. the year he wrestled one forty nine. Two years later. Yes. Uh, other interesting one. You know, let's just getting back to like this good records not seated. Pete Yates of Virginia Tech. Of Virginia Tech was thirty six and eight unseated. So like, there's a lot of really good dudes wow. here. Also, yeah. I'll give you the Chambo's list. Chambo's unseated here. I have the list of unseated NCAA finalists from this uh, 2009. Jason Chamberlain, Jason Welch, Dan Valamont, Nick Amuchastegui, and Cam Simaz. So there were, there wow. were five in 2009 that DNP'd or that wow. were unseated finals, right? that uh, eventually made the finals. They didn't make gotcha. the final that year. So there's a lot. But uh, as you'll see, there's you know that kind of wanes over time. Um, Matt Finnery over Bubba Jenkins. Do you remember? I forgot this? about that one. So I know I, I totally blanked on this. I didn't um, because well, this was the year Bubba was like kind of sort of hurt or whatever. It was kind of a weird year. He was he missed some time. Yeah. This is the year I'm pretty sure he just straight up rolled over for Metcalf in the uh, in the Big Ten the, finals. Big Ten finals. He did. Yeah. He literally just rolled over. Tom Brands. I remember that specifically because like. At, for me, I'm just like I watch it. I'm like that's a tight bar. He kind of went over easy, but I'm like I don't know. Um, and then Brandon's like, yeah, he kind of just rolled over there, and he said it. And I watched it again. I was like, yeah, he just rolled over for him. But wow. he said he said he had a hurt ankle or whatever. But then the rumor was this is just rumor. I'm not in media or anything. I'm just like a super fan. But the rumor was after <laughs> Mark Mark Perry was at Penn State at this time. And was oh, was coaching, yeah. and like when Bubba lost, like he was like, like no hard or soft or something like that, like because Bubba like just didn't get tough in this match and lost twelve six to, to Matt Fittery, not Steve. Yeah, not Steve. And he dropped down, and lost his next next match to David Hargy too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he barbecued. Matt Lunas barbecued here too, out of the one seat. I guess we'll get to that one. Kind of shot yeah, ahead there. So yeah, Bubba losing Seriously. was was really crazy. And that cleared away for that cleared it for for Caldwell, who had lost to Bubba the year before in the semis. I yeah, want to say semis, yeah. that was a Cal- crazy, crazy Cal- match. Caldwell was so good. You guys remember? I think this is his sophomore year when he beats Metcalf. And then you, it sucks because he had so many injury issues. Do you guys remember that freshman year match with him and Ryan Lang? That was just yes. like all. It was like two minutes of total mayhem. It was a mayhem, and then they and then Ryan Lang finally like mixed him and pinned him. But they get like inside. Yeah, that was the tri- first round match. It was incredible. Yeah. It was so. It was so incredible. Good. I think it was a quarter, Love and that. I think so. And then the, I remember the NCAA commentator. I always remember this. It was kind of kind of cheesy. You got they were just like they're just scoring on each other like crazy. And the guy goes, "Look like a couple guys on a clothes dryer there." I remember my brother's oh my line. Always, it was really lame, but we kept laughing that he said that. Okay, I, I, I found it on YouTube. I'm going to post it in our, our Facebook uh, Facebook thing so you guys can enjoy that one also. Am I wrong? Do it. All right, he's going to post it. I'm posting okay. it. Okay, so that was crazy at 149-2009. So you guys are getting uh, a, a little bit of a history lesson. Um, people forget Kyler Sanderson was uh, really, really good. He wrestled at Iowa State and then transferred to Penn State when – uh, Kale and company moved. Um, Justin Gaethje, who's having a great MMA career, was in the mix, right? Isn't he yeah. really good, Ben? He's he's really good. He might fight. He might fight Connor next. He actually was this year. He broke. No, the next year he broke Jordan Burrow's jaw, I believe, at uh, Vegas. Vegas. 
Yes, and that was the that was the year that Jordan broke his jaw, and then he healed up, and then like a day later, the next match, he tore his ACL. Or something Steve like Brown. So Gaethje yes. broke his jaw, and then Steve Brown broke his knee. So that was a rough yes. weekend for Jordan Burroughs. And yes. then, then he came back. This and bracket, was insane. This bracket is so awesome, though. I mean, Poeta, one of the arguably one of the best guys to ever win. Obviously, Lean and Gillespie were just amazing. Uh, JP O'Connor won a title. Uh, oh my there's, gosh! There's Adam four, Hall. NCAA, four NCAA champs in here: Burroughs, yeah. Gregor Gillespie, Rich Gregor Gillespie. If we went back a couple years, or maybe one year, not two years, he wins NCAAs. He beat Dustin Schlater. Who was yep. the returning NCAA champ? And that was a huge, huge upset. Um, yes, I remember Gregor was like really candid after he won because like Gregor was kind of or Dustin at that time like was he was really wrestling a lot of close matches like getting the takedown and and basically you couldn't score on Dustin so he basically Schladered Schlater right he got, like got the takedown yeah. and kind of stalled he's like yeah I had the stall I stalled at the end he's like that's what you have to do to beat. A guy like that, he, <laughs> he kind of got a little bit of hate at that point in time because, yeah, you know, Minnesota's super popular team. He's Edinburgh, um, but he got it done. Yeah, I loved yeah. this weight class. I thought it was so. I mean, Jordan Lean and Mike Poeta were were two just freak athletes, super fun guys to watch. Seriously, and then uh, Burroughs kind of had no. He was really unchallenged this this tournament, um, even against Poeta, <laughs> and that was our first. Yeah. I feel like this was our first sign that. Um, of the trajectory he was going to be on. Because at forty, the year before Burroughs was at forty nine, he got third. He was which yep. he got third in the toughest bracket ever that's ever been assembled. Ever, but Correct. you know, you didn't really know. And then he was just amazing this entire season. Thirty, yeah, he was thirty four, thirty five, and zero. Incredible year for for Jordan. Um, and then the the Chandler the Chandler lean match was crazy in the quarters. I would argue that. It wasn't actually a takedown that Jordan Lee got. It was crap. Don't make me don't don't you make me go are, watch it again and get pissed. What? You, go I watch mean, it. Tell me it was a takedown. There was no instant replay. Okay, I'm gonna bring it up, Christian, and see if I can find it. Uh, and then I'll send it to you. How do you timestamp them? That's pretty cool that you you could do that, but I don't know how to do that. If, all right, you just right click on top of the video and like so pause it, pause the video, and okay. then right click well, right click on the video right and click. say and then say copy. URL from current time or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was a while. Okay, damn, they don't have a scoreboard on this. I'm trying to find if they've done the last takedown. Because it was, it was a takedown. Kind Who of uploaded this to YouTube? Who put this online? Cornell Wrestling. They're going to get They're gonna get in trouble. They're going to get butt. They're going to get so far. Jesse Dong, the man, Jesse Dong. Virginia Tech during this time, they had like a lot of really good wrestlers. They couldn't quite punch through. Jesse Dong was 32-9 and nine this year. He lost to Chase Pamian. Tiebreakers. Um, Jesse Dong was a really fun guy to watch. Anything else at 57 here in the early rounds? Didn't look like a lot happened. I think we're good. Yeah, no. This is just a this is a totally fantastic bracket. Jason Welch was a freshman. Yep, that was a freshman. Jason Welch. He beat who? Jed Moore mm-hmm. round one. Jed, Jed Moore. Moore was pretty good. Uh, people forget that. All right, Mac Lunas. He went two in barbecue here. He lost to Ryan Patrovich. <laughs> oh. This was a huge upset. Mac Lunas was a sophomore, 35 and 0. Uh, I mean, what else can you say? He was he was the guy to beat at this point in time. I don't think he had hit a lot of the best of the best guys. I could be completely misremembering that, but yes, he was still a pretty big favorite to finish in the top four. And the word was he had the flu, which that would definitely um, 
hurt your performance. But that was that was crazy when when he went down. Oh, and two is one seed. That's crazy. Yeah, very crazy. Um, Nick Amuchastegui, a future NCAA finalist, was unseated here, as was Dan Valamont, both in this 165 bracket. Um, we already mentioned the the reader Morningstar dynamic. Donnie Jones and Ryan Morningstar wrestle in the first round twice. Yeah, they hit this oh. year. Or no, yeah, this year, and then um, it went went the sudden victory, seven five in favor of Morningstar. Then they wrestled the first round next year, and it went into overtime as well. So Morningstar struggled with Donnie Jones. This was a crazy NCAA's because like it was a huge deal that the twelve seed Jared King made the finals. He was he had this freaky. Oh, yeah. He went to Oklahoma and then transferred to Edinburgh as I mentioned earlier in the show. His defense was was wild. I mean, he was doing crazy yeah. split stuff. Stuff you really uh, there wasn't. It was kind of Nico ish. What what Nico wound up yep. becoming because you could just have him. You could be deep on a single, and guys could not figure out how to score on his splits. So he beat um, Mozafe. Well, here's his path. I don't know who Rex Kendall was, but he, then he beat Muchastegi. Then Mozafe. Then John Reeder. Six six in tiebreaker two. Holy cow. And then, so Reader was the eight, and he was that close to making the finals because his top half got blown up because the yep. one seed lost, and the nine seed, uh, Brandon Mason, Oklahoma State, lost to Dan Valamont. So this was a crazy, yep. crazy bracket all, all the way around. And then Jared King takes out a true freshman, Andrew Howe, in the finals in a match where yeah, I, th- was- I think Howe was in on a lot of takedowns but could not figure out how to finish. That that's absolutely right. Could not that that was a wild overtime. Couldn't figure out how to finish. Um, so do, do, I I was watching the Chandler match. Did you guys say that Amuchastegui beat Marable two years in a row in the first round? Did he? I did not realize yes, that. It was so annoying. Like, how do you draw this effing dude again? And, you know, <laughs> another another one where it's like Amuchastegui's probably the fourteen or fifteen, and he's wrestling the five. Oh. Right. Marable Marable should have got someone way easier first round. Right. Right, which is why I'm glad. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. Some people, yeah. If you just root for chaos, yeah, just go random draw. I guess, but I think it's yeah. good that they have. Uh, what's the point of having a good regular season if you're just going to draw a hammer? And so I'm glad they seed all of them. But yeah, yeah. Maribel lost to Muchastegi as the five. That's the other part of the top side that got blown up. So the five yep. went down in round one. The four um, lost to twelve. Number one goes down. So that's really crazy bracket. Holy smokes. Yeah, that was a crazy one. And then the backside, Marable came back. I had to beat Stephen Dwyer. I don't know if you guys remember him. But he was really good. He was tough. Too, All-American. Nebraska. He was really tough. Yeah, a lot of good guys. So Marable battled back. That was good. He got on the podium. Okay. Uh, 174. 174 pounds. Won by Steve Luke, the aforementioned. He kind of ran. He, uh. Other than he didn't run through. It was it was a Raymond freaking Jordan. tiebreaker. Uh, oh, what happened? Raymond Jordan got he got the escape in the tiebreaker, the thirty thirty. Got the escape so fast, and then he gave up a takedown in the tiebreaker. <gasps> uh, the I know. tie the tiebreaker uh, takedown. Thirty second. Yes, you yes, never see that. Good. It's so rare. It's backbreaking. When it pre- happens. It is. I think yes, it was. That's how uh, how Phil Ketty beat Mike Pasilla one time. He got a takedown in tiebreakers. Of a really crazy match. Um, okay, so that happened. Raymond Jordan. Damn it. Ray, <laughs> we're just going to open all these ones. Hey, one of these years, Ben, 
It's yeah. going to be really tough because I think Missouri sent 10 guys and none of them placed one year. Was oh, that, that was uh, 2012? 12, maybe. Yeah, 12, oh, boy. I think. We're not there yet, but that that's going to be a tough one. That would be a tough one. Yeah. All yeah. right. Hey, so this is the guy that ruined my pin streak here, Jeff James, who loses to Steve Ansaravich second round. That's the guy that from guy. the, what you call it, Open? That I, yeah, the Central Missouri Open that I didn't take Central seriously Missouri. enough. You didn't take yeah, Jeff yeah. James seriously. That was a mistake. Yep, I didn't pin him. I beat him twenty-one to eight, but I should have pinned him. And then I would have, <laughs> I would have had the record. I would have had like twenty-five or twenty-six straight. Who has it now? Uh, Gable. Wow. Yeah. Dang. That's freaking awesome. Jeff James. Freaking Jeff James. <laughs> Jeff James. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta catch up with Jeff James. Get him to come on the show. At, in, in two weeks from now, in a month from now, we may be looking for Jeff James's phone number, guys. If we don't know, what, <laughs> we don't know what <laughs> we're gonna run through all the top tens, all oh. the brackets. Then we're gonna be like, <clears throat> Bracky, you got Jeff James' number? Anyone? <laughs> can we get a hold of Jeff? What's he doing? Like, uh, all right, so Jeff, so you sell insurance. <laughs> What's that like? Give us a day in the life of Jeff James. We're just done. Uh, oh, you know, so you know, funny. one thing that st- sticks out is uh, Quentin Wright, a true freshman Quentin Wright here. Um, man, Penn State had a little, kind of a little sleeper squad here. Um, yeah, with Quentin and uh, Frank. Frank, and they had Bubba and Valamont. They had some dudes. Valmont, yeah. Yeah, so, that's like, you know, when, when Kale got there, the cupboard definitely wasn't bare, especially when you consider he brought Kyler with him and he brought uh, David, you know, David as a, a true freshman with him. So, you know, with, with Quentin and Valmont and Bubba and Frank, the cupboard definitely wasn't bare when, when Kale got there. Ruth was already committed. Yep. At that mm-hmm. point in time. And then I'm pretty sure he brought Matt Brown from from Iowa State. Yes. Well, Matt Brown was on his mission. And then came, when he came back, he went to Penn State. Yeah, you're right. Got it. Got it. Yep. That guy was on the bench like a year. He only – he only. Yep. I forget how many years he got to start. I think three. I think three. Only, yeah. Oh, three, okay. One year he was behind. Yeah. I thought it was maybe two, but I could be completely misremembering that. Um, yeah. But yeah, eventually won NCAAs in, in 2015, total beast. All right. Uh, John Durgo was really good. He was 13-8 and eight yeah. this year. Uh, not good this year, but he did. No. He was really good eventually. Yeah, he he kind of entered that um, one eighty four title contending realm there with when, the next year when it was like Cannon and him and um, a bunch of other dudes. I mean, your brother. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, my brother would have been a red. Sh- no, he would have no, been a junior br- this year. But yeah. but I'm saying he in, goes in, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next, I was saying the next year, Durgo kind of entered that title yeah. contending realm. With yes. yep. the bracket, your your brother ultimately won, so that was yes. that'll be a fun memory. Yeah. We'll definitely discuss that one. Mike Miller out of the seven ends up making the final here. Quentin, but what I was going to say about Quentin is he bombed Steve Ansaravage in the in the quarters. Yes, and held on to to win that match. It was crazy. It was a crazy match. Um, where he threw me. He had another crazy throw. I'm pretty sure that tournament. He was. He was really fun and kind of that was like one of my first memories of Quint. I don't even probably didn't know who he was at, until that tournament. And I was like, I love this guy. And then he was kind of <laughs> I, I like always rooted for him at 2011, like when he was like really struggling. He was losing all the time. He was losing to Gambrel. Yeah. He was like the he was like the 10 seed at Big Tens and one, and then he was like the 12 seed at NCAs and one. He was just so much fun to watch. He had a crazy, crazy style. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and Saravich got him back in the fifth place match, though. So make he sure did. You, Thirteen uh, to three. And the the other notable in this bracket is uh, Shane Riccio. He he does some awesome media stuff now. You guys know Shane? Wait, yeah. Who is that? What's he do? He does all the pictures, really cool pictures. He does a lot of stuff like David Taylor and USA Wrestling and stuff. Well, his name was Jeff. That, that's Jeff Riccio. Are you confused? Oh, they're brothers. They're brothers. I'm sorry. Also, Jeff Jeff Riccio probably has never weighed 174 pounds. He's a he's <laughs> I, not, I'm, he's I'm, a small guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're brothers. My mistake. Okay. You can guys tell Riccio brothers. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, let us know. But yeah, Jeff Riccio is like amazing. Kind of, I guess, photographer mm-hmm. slash graphic designer too, because he's, he's really good. He's not just a yeah. He kind of makes them all. You've seen him. You follow him. You know who I'm yep. talking about, guys. Your nemesis, Jake Herbert. He was the one seed here. I love Jake. I love Jake. That's I know. Yeah, I know. But it's it's a lot funnier to just describe it. It's it's, it's hard to describe it. it. It's hard to imagine being a nemesis of Jake Herbert as as ferociously as he wrestled. He is a really uh, nice and funny person. Yes. Yes, very nice guy. Big What's question. crazy here is people don't people don't remember Mike Pasillo beating Jake Varner in the NCAA finals. Like, and to think about that now is like, you know, as good as as much as Jake Varner accomplished, it's kind of like hard to remember that. It's yeah, Varner was a finalist his first two years because he lost to Herbert and Pusillo. Herbert as a yes. freshman, then Pusillo the next year. And still that kind of interesting trajectory because he won as a sophomore. Wait. Am I misremembering? Well, Herbert in 07 with Herbert was in my bracket, so it would have been oh yeah you're no oh so you, wait I'm blanking on this. Herbert lost twice. I'm sorry, Varna lost twice in the finals. You're right on that. Yeah. What year was it though? It would have been 08 and 09. 08. Um. Hmm. No. no. 07 and 08 is when Varner lost. Right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So seven to Herbert, oh eight to Pasillo. No, confirmed. Yeah. No, he oh. lost someone else in the finals. He didn't lose to Herbert in the finals. Who did he lose in the finals in oh seven? Jake Varner lost to to Jake Herbert in the finals. I would almost bet my life on it. Jake Herbert beat Jake Varner in the finals in two thousand seven. That was the year you beat Gavin. No. Oh my goodness, I'm an idiot. I can't remember my own life. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you forget which year you won? I wrestled – well, I, I was thinking – I wrestled Jake Herbert in 06. I wrestled Gavin in 07. Herbert, Olympic redshirt in 2008. Yes, and he entered Midlands, yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yep. My bad. Well, that's okay. Hey, out of a question in here. Dorian Henderson, always flashy uh, and did cool stuff. Never – but he lost a lot of matches. Can you explain Dorian Henderson? I, I, he was like – I love Dorian. He would hit crazy super ducks and had all this, all yeah. this wild stuff from Missouri, but he never – I don't even know if he ever got a seat at NCAAs. Uh, he, he got the highest he ever reached. He was ranked number three as a senior in high school. I'm sorry, senior in college. He was ranked number three for a, a short period of time. You know what? He, he just didn't believe in himself enough. He, he there really? was a lot of, uh, yeah, there was a lot of doubt there. I, I still, I saw him a couple years ago when I went back to Columbia. I still see him every once in a while. Uh, he, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, uh, he was actually him and a couple other guys helped me a lot when I was training for the 08 Olympics and they were, they were red shirts. They were like my drill dummies. Um, so he was one of the guys that helped me a lot. He, he was just awesome. Awesome dude. Did he not believe in himself because you beat him bad and pinned him in cradles all the time? Well, I mean, that <laughs> that uh, that probably didn't help, but most people got over that. Like, 
Mark Ellis got over that. Mark Ellis still gets mad. He say, I beat Mark Ellis' ass all the time when he was a redshirt freshman before he got really big. And I bring it up to him, and he he denies it, denies it, and he hates it. You know what? And so he won't ever. Yeah, he okay. won't. He will not admit to it. I'm like Mark. Remember that time I beat you like sixty to nothing in front of all them high school kids when there was a coach's clinic? He's like, that never happened. It didn't happen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it did, bro. Uh, he gets so <laughs> mad about it. Wow. How you know, big but was he, he? He he was only like two ten, something oh, okay. like that. He wasn't very big. Yeah, not very big. Um, then, but then so he, this is the year he, he wins NCAs. Yeah, he ended up believing himself. Max Raymond, Michael Chandler, you know they all did. They all did. Yeah. So, no, Dor- Dorian just. Yeah, he was a great guy. Okie doke. Now, what? An- another unseated guy here at eighty or at ninety-seven, Cam Simas. He would go on. To, oh my goodness. He pulls an upset here. Um, this was like Cornell had a streak of freshman All Americans that was like insanely long. It was like Travis Lee and then Nickerson and. Of course, Dake did, Lunas did, um, and it was like in order. I'm, I'm missing a few in there, but they just just routinely like would have freshmen. And remember, I don't even know if they were doing the uh, community college thing. Maybe they were at that point, but regardless, I don't, I don't think they were Christian. I don't. I don't seem I, to remember that either. Yeah, I think it came around late. I think I came around later. So they they were doing that routinely, and Simas he took out the 11 seed in the seed in the first round. Only to run into the buzzsaw known as Maxwell Askren. Ha <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Five one. Um, then Max. I think Max almost always beat Cam Simas. I believe. I, I could see I, that being I, a bad Max matchup. Is up, he's he's actually upstairs right now. I could go ask him, but you know, I, I take the headphones off. <laughs> That's funny. No, um, I feel like I can see that being a good matchup because Simas was like kind of wild and did a lot of stuff. I could see. Max like punishing it a lot of just like positional yeah. scrambling mistakes where Max would have a uh, an advantage. Hudson Taylor was really good. Um, yeah, for Maryland again. Maryland had a squad at this point in time, and Hudson was like just a pinning machine. He went. It was insane. It was just like old school double legs, power half, just like tool dudes up. Yeah. Uh, uh, Clayton Foster. Clayton Foster at the eight is. Uh, that's a good, one. and I believe Kale Byers would end up going to Oklahoma State as a senior, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He was really good. So, um, yes. Both those guys were right there to win titles. Uh, I mean, Foster was winning big against Kilgore and got pinned, and then yep. Byers had a crazy semi. Uh, was that against? It was either against Honeycutt or against Simaz. And he lost. Yeah. It was really close, but Kale had a really great year. He transferred from George Mason to Oklahoma State. He was really solid. Clayton Foster. Oh my gosh, Clayton Foster broke my heart when he lost that year because I I was a huge fantasy wrestling nerd, uh, and <laughs> literally, if he wins that match, I am the fantasy champion. And you have to remember, I was spinning <laughs> over was spinning, who? Over who? Uh it was my. I think it was my friend Ben. Uh, ben Golden actually. Okay. And I ended up losing. Despite having, I had a really good team, and I got, I drafted Foster late, and I was doing really good. And I was spending, you have to remember, I was spending so much time on this. This wasn't my job. I was just like obsessed. So it was really, really important to me at the time, and I was really, <laughs> really sad when he lost. But oh, it's funny. It is just like that sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. 
The other thing these brackets do is remind you of uh, the programs that are no more. I know. Duquesne? I saw oh. a Duquesne. I did not remember Duquesne having I don't a either. team. I don't really oh, yeah. remember Millersville being D1. Oh, yeah. I remember them. I remember that. But I then, thought of East, East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg was on here somewhere. UC Davis was on here. Yeah. Uh, Fullerton was on here. That was that was Teach Dillashaw. Oh. And then you have like yeah. Boston and Boise State. It's very sad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is very sad. Yeah, wow! It's way so to bring sad. the mood down. I'm got, sorry. You have a I coronavirus just... update too? Jeez. Yeah. Body count bracky over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're at, we're at heavyweight. We're at the big boys, and uh, this is a pretty tough weight. A couple of this really is what good. I get to be happy about. You get to be happy about this one because Mark Ellis got it done, in a crazy one. I. I'm pretty sure I can't remember the exact details, but I think Conrad Dudziak of Duke, who uh, who made the finals here for the Blue Devils, yes, I think he kind of got hosed in this match too. But I can't remember. Any, I can't remember any of the details around it, so I can't. Say it was anything just. Else. It was like the whole match was a really crazy scramble. There was yes. so many crazy scrambles in there, and so you know maybe you have a really eye, a good eye for scrambling. You might have thought he gave up the takedown, but he didn't. <laughs> How dare you question my eye for scrambling, Ben Askren? Hey, Dude, you know was what? So I much sc- fun. He was fun. And oh, that, yeah. Those two. I. This is actually when I was like, "Oh, Mark Ellis." That's why next year, no matter what happened, no matter what the match was, because I watched Mark Ellis do this this year, I picked him to win every single match. And he, the next year, he was not near as good, and he kept losing to Zabriskie. I feel like he could never yeah, beat. Like he, he never beat. He. I don't believe he ever beat Zabriskie. He was never. like Owen. Oh, like maybe over yeah. like six or seven matches. It was yeah, he Owen. He was Owen a lot. It was not good. I hated it. it drove me crazy. Yes, uh, many yeah. of us. D- but he would go on to win NCAs. What were you gonna say? Uh, Nathan Everhart. He's a WWE wrestler, and so is Clayton Jack. Oh yeah, Clayton Jack. The uh, yeah. what was he's it? uh Cal Cal Jack maybe is his WWE name, and then Nathan Everhart. Like he's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't. Let me let me just Google his name. He does. Is he a, uh, have a tag team partner with another wrestler or something? He's J, yep. He's Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan, but he's got a partner. Yeah. He he has a tag team. I don't know. I don't watch no, wrestling. I'll that ride. that's uh Levi Cooper is uh Levi Cooper's got a tag team with another wrestler. Levi Cooper. They're called Heavy Machinery. I'm blanking on what it's, uh, yeah, they are. It's real. They have a really funny gig. Actually, you guys Google them right now and look at the picture of heavy no. machinery. WWE. No, it was, it was the, who's that Greco Olympian. That is a, uh, Oh, uh, oh Betts? Chaz Betts. Chaz, yeah. Betts. Chaz Betts and Jason Jordan were tag team. I'm almost positive. Oh, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. right Chad look, Google. <laughs> will you Google heavy machinery? I am right now. We've talked about <laughs> this before. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Oh, oh it's amazing. Gosh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Look how big Clayton Jack is. That's Clayton Jack? No, no, no. no. That's no, Levi Cooper. And the other guy's from – he's a Greco wrestler from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I have Clayton Jack in my mind. Oh, my <sighs> gosh. Levi Cooper. Levi Cooper. Uh, that dude was so great. No. Okay, so Jason Jordan, Nathan Everhart, and, and, and Chaz Betts are called American Alpha. That was the name of their tag uh, team. Oh, they were disbanded in July of 2017. I'm way behind. The way WWE behind. Times. That's okay, though. All right. Yeah. So The other good guy here, Zach Ray, was the 11th seed. Who he, you know, he wins the NCAA title a couple years after that. 
There's a bunch of really good. Okay, I'll give you a couple really good unseeded dudes in this bracket. Oh my gosh, this one's crazy. Okay, uh, Ricky Alcala was really good. He was an All American. He was at, tough at some yep. point. Um, Gerard Trice was an All American. Mm-hmm. DJ yep. Russo never placed for Rutgers. DJ Russo was so good though. Like he had, he was like kind of an undersized, super athletic heavyweight for Rutgers. Yep. Really liked him. Clayton Jack unseated eventually would become an All American. Um, there's there's a couple. Nathan Fernandez. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I don't think he ever All American. No, he didn't. And, and ben th- Burhau didn't either. But Ben Mer- Burhau was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing, do you remember how big Jermail Porter was? I think he had some NFL tryouts after this. I mean, that was just like a gigantic yes. human being. Yes, yeah. he was so he, big. He was so big, very big. He made the semis <laughs> before falling to Mark Ellis. So this was a crazy one. And then this is the one where we saw um, Erickson get the pinfall. Over Z uh-huh. to get to the third place match, but then he lost to Rochal in the last uh, in the in the third place bout. But yeah, Dan Erickson was yeah. so good; he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, and Iowa wins. We don't have the team scores on here, but Iowa wins. But it was like two and a half points, right, over Ohio State. And really, the yes, Ohio State. You know, it was kind of interesting because Ohio State had like. Only four or five placers or something like that. It was Reese made the finals. Jaggers won. Palmer placed high. Pusillo made the finals. Was that it? Well, that made yeah, it's really a real. I mean, it was a really low scoring year. Iowa won with ninety six, and Ohio State had ninety two, which is like unthinkable. You know that? Yeah, it's pretty low. A lot of years that doesn't win. Your uh, top five, Iowa with 96.5, Ohio State 92, Iowa State was third with 84.5, Nebraska fourth, 78.5, and Cornell was fifth with 73.5. So Iowa State was totally in this and had a shot at winning and, and were leading maybe after day one. And then they just did not they did not hold up. They had a number of guys that I think could have placed a little higher or placed that, that wound up not placing. But this was like a very – uh, the door was open for Kale to get his title here at Iowa State this year. Yep. And number of things kind of they 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 kind of underperformed a little bit here, which is crazy to think about a team like coached by Kale Sanders and doing that now. But they were, yeah. they were tough. They were tough. They had good. They were top to bottom. Had really good wrestlers. Kind of kind of crazy. We talked about Maryland. Maryland was tenth. Yes. Dang. So I'll just round out the top ten. Uh, six Edinburgh, seven Missouri, eight Illinois, nine Wisconsin, ten Maryland. Wow, that's good. Wow. All right, yeah. so that that was two thousand nine. Um, as I mentioned, do we, do we have any questions from friends today, Christian? Yeah, or no, they're in there. Also, that couple. is a hard stop time. Hard stop time. Yeah, producer Tyler told me. Okay, what what is? Uh, there's a little countdown clock. It says twenty eight minutes oh. and twenty two seconds, and we have to be out of here. Um, Has to. The, so, oh, I don't know if y'all know this. Basically, you can just have this link up all yep. day long forever until there's no more internet because there's going to be something played on this link or if you're on the Roku apps. I encourage you guys to get the apps and check those out on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, whatever, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know the apps, you you kids. And so you can basically leave it on this and this will lead into some more programming. I think we have a, another group so of guys. There's a little – I think there's a little um, Flow TV – but then at 11 a.m. Eastern, I think no, yeah, times are Eastern. Yes. 11 a.m. Eastern, K 
Kevin Ward, Army head coach, uh, 11.30, Jordan Oliver, Noon, Jack Mueller, and 12.30, Doug Schwab. All going to be live. Yeah, so in the uh, uh, as we try to, you know, occupy your time as you are likely in the same scenario we're in where we're just sitting at home looking for stuff to watch. We're going to try to give you new, fresh stuff, and that's what Bader's been working on and the whole team's been trying to come up with. And we're going to try to play a lot of it just in this channel just to make it easier for you guys and keep – all our video content kind of here. There's obviously a lot of stuff we're going to be running on the site, but you can just keep it on this link. You can leave it up, throw it up on the smart TV, go do stuff, and um, yeah, it'll be cool. Okay. Nice. Uh, sorry, that was a little um, aside there. Um, I want to push apps more and do stuff like that, but I kind of forget. I forget sometimes. Okay. Do you want to go to questions or do you want to go to t- 2010? Uh, there's no, I mean, 2009 took us an hour, so there's no way we're going to do 2010. So it's I impossible. think we should, yeah, save that for tomorrow, do some questions. And then if we're, you know, like four minutes early, we just be four minutes early. We just be four minutes early. You know what? Yeah. Let's do that. All right, let's go to some questions from friends. Um, thank you all for submitting these. I first want to give um, thoughts and prayers to Joe Heskett, mm-hmm. who, who um, oh, yeah, apparently he's had his – a stroke. If anyone knows Joe Heskett, just a awesome, awesome, good dude. That you can't yes. find someone to have a bad thing to say about him. He was uh, wrestled at Iowa State. He made a world team in '07. I want to yep. say had a crazy heart condition that was like you have to stop wrestling or you're going to 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 die. Basically, and this is like a super. Yep. I mean, just like used imagining the most fit person alive, right? It's Joe Heskett, and so he had to retire pretty early. Um, do you ever wrestle him, Ben? Because that was your weight. Yeah, I I lost in the semis in 07 to Joe. Dag on it. I beat him the first three period. I beat him the first period. I lost the second two periods. Man. And they, he took either he? third or fifth in the world that year. I, I don't remember what he took. I don't think he placed. I don't think we did not have a very good 2007. No, he, he he qualified he qualified the weight for the Olympics, so he definitely placed. I don't remember what year. Or okay. what, what it was he made he maybe didn't medal, so maybe he took fifth because I believe it was top seven that qualified or something like that. That was um, so the question is so yeah thoughts thoughts and prayers for for Coach Heskett who I, I feel for the guys had these, all these health problems despite living you know a, a good life and seemingly healthy, um, but the question from Luke Swalla is four man round robin Joe Heskett Donnie Pritzloff Johnny Hendricks Mark Perry how's it play out we'll say folk style for the sake of the Mark Perry argument because he'd be basically out of the conversation immediately. How would you see that, Ben? This is your era. This is around your weight class. These are guys you uh, didn't wrestle against. You wrestled against Pritzloff. You wrestled against Heskett. You wrestled Hendricks in yeah. high school. How do you yes. see it playing out? Uh, okay. Hey, so I'm just going to – He uh, Joe Heskett won four matches on the backside before losing in the third-place match to Makach Versaliev from Russia. Russia, yes. Okay, so he he did he took, he took fifth. Uh, okay, well Pritzlop always beat Heskett. Um, so I think I think you have to go with Pritzlop in that match at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like see. folk style Hendricks was the guy. Well, Hendricks always beat Perry except for the one time. So we'll just say of all like let Hendricks is going to beat Perry. So let's see, that's two matches decided. Perry versus Hed- Perry versus Heskett's gonna be really interesting because they're both really, really high level mat wrestlers and not maybe not as dominant on their feet. Um, I think Pritzloff takes out Mark Perry because he's just better on his feet and doesn't get ridden. 
Uh, I'm going to go Mark Perry over. Oh, my goodness. This is a mess. <laughs> um, that's, that's why Luke Swallow asked it. Yeah. I I feel like it's going to go Pritzloff, Hendricks, Perry, Heskett. But then it's like then saying Heskett's going to be fourth place feels really, really weird also. It will always be um, weird. Who Someone will pick it, for it to be fourth. Yeah, someone, someone's going to be 0-3 in this bracket probably. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'll probably go Pritzloff, Hendricks, Perry, and then Heskett. Perry's the only one in this bracket that I have not wrestled. I was – 0-3 versus Pritzloff in, in 07, then I was 3-0 and against him in 08. Hezkid, I lost in the semis, and then that was, you know then he had to be done wrestling. Hendricks, I lost to in high school. Did Pritzloff's fans like heckle you really bad in the, at the Olympic trials or something? I remember oh, yeah, talking they, they, they did not like me very much. <laughs> what were they doing? They like me. Uh, I'm blanking right now, but I remember they, they, they were uh, – he had a really big squad out there in Vegas. Uh, but I'm blanking on what they did right now. Okay, I remember we yeah. um when we were promoting the funk the first time around. We uploaded a match with you and Pritzloff, I think at NYC, and you yeah. guys were exchanging some words afterwards. He bit me, and I said, "Dude, you bit me!" And then I think he threatened to punch me or something. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'll bite Get you again." <laughs> he definitely bit my arm though on that one. How many times did you get? Uh, how many times did you get bit in your wrestling career? Do you think? Hmm. Not that many times, a couple Not times. You got vomited. Yeah, on. you. I did get vomited. On. Usually, it'd be like somewhere on the arm because I try to be trying to choke them and they get you know get the chin down and <laughs> yeah, my my arm would end up in their mouth and they'd bite down or whatever. Man, Something like that. I had a <laughs> one of my wrestlers did that. He was a state champion. He freaking bit someone in a match he was winning. <laughs> really? And, yes. I I was. I almost had a nervous breakdown this year. It was it was unbelievable. <laughs> back to back years, I had state champions get ejected and suspended for what? Ch- yes, yes. The year they won states, they did this stupid stuff. How, the, the one kid. How did w- they win state then? Because they weren't suspended the whole year. <laughs> oh, oh, it wasn't. I, I, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Not at, not at state. So like, there's okay. at a duel at Stonewall Jackson, and my guy's winning, but he's wrestling so bad, and he just got taken down. And he freaking bit the dude right on his arm, and the guy gets up. He's like, he bit me, and it's just like the wow. most clear dental impression in this guy's <laughs> arm. And I was like, what are you doing? Why did you do that? And he's he like had no explanation, and so he was out. He was suspended for a while. I was worried he's get kicked off the team. Then, in a match he was winning, and then the next year, <laughs> this freaking kid is winning. And this is a guy I talk about a lot. Brecky, you met him. He he was he's winning this match. He's kind of like drilling on this kid a little bit, and that's what you kind of get if you're if you're like playing this game. And we're wrestling East Rockingham, which is like rough area rough this is a kid that's just probably just picked him up out of the halls and throw him in there and he's against my guy he's a state champion and he's just destroying him and so he's on top of the guy and the guy boom elbows him and elbows him and he gets my guy like three or four times with these elbows from underneath he catches him in the face and (laughs) Zach just boom punches him right in the face on top of him they get up they have to be separated it was oh my god it was horrible it was all like, what is happening? But it all was control of your team. <laughs> they were 
it was I don't know, it escalated quickly, but they won they won states, so I guess uh you know, evil wins in the end. Bad boys of Virginia wrestling. Bad boys, that's right. We were, <laughs> hey, we were rough and tumble. Uh, I had that. I always tell about the one kid that would always ask, "What, hey, coach? What time are we fighting?" He would ask, "What time we were fighting?" <laughs> he, I love when you talk about that. that makes yeah, laugh. he was a six pounder. He beat the fire out of our thirty pounder starter in a in a in the wrestling room one time. That was. <laughs> what about mongoose. Oh mongoose. He. Uh, mongoose never. He never he would he got in some fights in the practice room, but he never he never like got ejected or anything. Surprisingly, um, oh my yeah. goodness, man! I had it was fun, man. I miss coaching so much, as you can kind of. Tell. I feel like my brother kind of says this a lot, but wrestling like you get this really eclectic mix of weirdos oh at, on the wrestling teams. I and it used to make me think of this one guy. We called him we called him Traveler because. Instead of a backpack, he had one of those roll behind suitcases that he would take <laughs> all of his stuff. Why? <laughs> well, I don't know. He was a strange kid. Oh so my we, gosh. We, we called him Traveler. That was his nickname. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you do get some, you get all kinds. Oh, it's fun. Man. Also, a little bit of uh, breaking news. Oh boy. U.S. Open. Has been uh, postponed. All right, that was going to be in oh. April at South Point. I think uh, late April again. Yeah. If we're lucky, the, if we're lucky, the South Point won't be available for the Open, um, and they'll have to move it someplace not at the South Point Arena. Yeah. Uh, that's Other breaking news, guys. There's a freaking earthquake in Utah. Oh my god. We're, we're moving end times, brother. Five point seven so in in Salt Lake City. Oh no, that's not good. I know. That's, that's like what is happening. Of, that's where a lot of people live. This is not good. Uh, we, all right, we got to keep doing questions. We got to distract from the actual problems <laughs> of the world. Um, who does Oregon State hire? Who do you think the best fit coach? Who's the best fit coach for Corvallis? Last time we uh, talked about this, yeah. Ben's microphone wasn't working when I was saying they should definitely, definitely, definitely hire Chris Pendleton, um, your one-time nemesis, Ben. Um, I wonder if you have any. Thoughts on A, that, or B, anyone else that you think should be considered? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think he's good. He's done a good job at Arizona State. He's familiar with the West Coast. Uh, I I feel like you do do have to get a West Coast guy. And that with with Boise State not being there anymore, if you can recruit that Pacific Northwest area, there's there's not a huge amount of great wrestlers, but there's enough where you're going to make a really good team. So you have no programs in Washington, you have no programs in Idaho, and you're the only Division One in Oregon. So if you can recruit that area, and obviously there's none in um, Montana either. So if you can recruit that area, you can do really really well. Yeah, um, but other candidates, I don't know. I mean. No, I'll go. With my, I'll go. I'll go with Chris Pelton. That's a good pick. All right, good. We're, we're uniform there at least for once. Um, okay, next question. Best home workout for wrestlers quarantined. Um, what are you doing to stay ready? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot you can do at home. Really, there's yeah. no. You should not get out of shape. You may your wrestling skills may be difficult to sharpen, but as long as you have a floor, you can do burpees and push ups and squats and. You can run. There's a lot you can do. So I'm doing yeah. – I'm basically doing that. I'm doing – I have a pull-up bar, so I'm doing those. Doing a bunch of push-ups. Doing a bunch of like squats with uh, – goblet squats with a kettlebell. Burpees. 
You do that. You can you can keep it pretty tight. Give me give me five seconds, Christian. I'll be right okay. back. All right, Ben's Ben is probably getting some fitness equipment. What is Ben going to come back with, Bracky? If you also if you go on the hey, site, uh, uh, Coach Myers. Oh, he's back already. Has an article on what to do while you're quarantined. Oh, perfect. All right, what? this book. I I just read this book. This guy was on the Rogan podcast. Um, the Quick and the Dead. Yeah. So he says he says the greatest exercise on planet Earth is the kettlebell swing. Is this Pablo Tassoline? Yeah, yeah. Have you, have oh, you yeah. I know about it, him. It, okay, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, and so I, I was going to start his program after this crazy uh, travel stretch I was going to have, so I might as well just start it now because obviously everything everything has been canceled. Uh, he does push-ups and kettlebell swings in a Dips. very, very, very specific – uh, in this one he's recommending the push-up and the kettlebell swing, but I think – yeah, he may specifically do dips, but in the book he recommends the kettlebell swing and the push-up. Interesting. What, what in a very of... specific regimen? Yeah, he's like super sciencey Russia Russian dude. Um, I forget like what kind of rec- rep range I th- was he the one that was saying like like twelve more than twelve is like too much, like keeping the sets low. Yeah, yeah well, I mean the thing that I thought was most fascinating about uh, what he said on the Rogan podcast. It's kind of like really anti-wrestler because we're like, if it doesn't if it doesn't hurt, then we're not doing it right or we're not doing enough of them, you know? Yeah. But the thing he was saying was that was actually really counterproductive. And he said that it was like on most days, say you're doing a 60% and you could do 12 reps, that you'd only do, you know, four to six, right? They, they, they have very specific programming for what they're going to do. And most times you're not going to feel the burn. And he said, that's actually a good thing, which is like, I feel like that's like the antithesis of what we as wrestlers are trained to do. I know. It's it's kind of hard to do that, to stay beneath yes. the, that threshold. There's someone yeah. else that like read a lot of – someone that Rogan had on. I forget. He he like trains George St. Pierre, and he was like, you should never be sore. You should never feel sore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which that's really hard. It's hard to work out frequently and not be sore at all. But um, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so yeah, kettlebell swings for sure. But as Kyle Bracky mentioned, Dustin Myers, the the flow wrestling strength and conditioning coach, as we'll we'll just call him that. It's his official unofficial title. He's got a whole thing on what you should be doing, uh, and and he's got uh, stuff for beginners, intermediate, and advanced. Okay. Oh, nice. Very good. So there's no excuse to get out of shape. Honestly, spin zone. You should be. You should emerge from this quarantine in the best shape of your life in some facet, like because you should have nothing else to do for a lot of the time other than like train, right? Like I'm lucky that my job requires just like internet and computer, so I can still like work yeah. a lot. But a lot of people, if you're out of work or you're not able to do anything, or you're a student and you with no school to do, you should be in awesome shape when you come out of this. Maybe not the best wrestling condition, but you should be like. You should make it a goal to get like really strong in a certain area or do something or get in a really yeah. tight regimen. Because what else you got to do? At least get out of this thing stronger, better version of yourself. That's the other bad. thing, I, I did a Mental Monday on this topic. The other thing I, I recommended was reading a lot and watching a lot of wrestling. I think that's yeah. huge. Yes. Yeah, definitely watch a lot of wrestling. It's never been a better time to do so either. Um, what, yeah. What's a good plan of attack for, for that? I think I think an awesome challenge would be Take watch every let's say quarter semi and final from worlds for every yeah. bracket, like starting with like 2019 worlds and work your way back. You're gonna you will know so much, or watch every medal match, even you will learn yeah. so much if you just like make that a goal 
learn so much about the wrestlers. And then for 2020, whenever those Olympics do happen, and I'll say they are going to happen somehow, some way, you will know what's going on. And you will uh, get a new appreciation for just how good the world is at wrestling. It's, a, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Can we get Wrestling Nomad back on the Tuesday through Thursday show? One to two times a week isn't enough. The people want more Nomad. Well, <laughs> one, he was in Canada. He's been gone. He was literally going to be on like a six or seven week stretch where he's going to be on the road, which if you're on the road, that means you're probably gone Fridays and Mondays, which is Nomad's new show slot time. But so he's still going to be on Monday and Friday, and it's actually going to be pound for pound more Nomad because instead of splitting time between me and Bracky and Ben talking, it'll be, you know, very Nomad heavy. But also, yes, probably throughout this stretch, we are going to have the Nomad back on as we talk about the top 10 wrestlers or however we do that bracket. Uh, I think that'd be a good idea. So I'm sure you'll see Nomad on. Who knows who's going to throw on, we'll throw on the, the back channel there uh, or back table there. Um, hey, the other thing here, Christian, someone uh, brought up, we, we, this would be a great time to do our, our um, nickname bracket that Bracky and I were talking about. Oh yeah, we got to get that going. Nickname yeah. bracket. Another thing people are clamoring for is is uh, more alien hours, Bracky. I know. I feel oh like, yeah. I feel Let's like from go. a conspiracy theory standpoint, the coronavirus has to be a treasure trove for you. Have you have you read <laughs> any? Have you read anything crazy? China. Yeah, been... I found some on Twitter. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, give me one. <laughs> no, they're ridiculous. There's there's a wild one about. Um, <clears throat> This is this is uh, Trump's plot to shut down the internet so he can lock up all the celebrity pedophiles that are in the world. I, I read that one. That's a pretty crazy oh. one. Um, yeah, there's there's the, a lot of. Well, what, think did you this guys is read the way the, to bring down guys, Trump? Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, did you guys read the uh, Dean Koontz thing? No. Oh my God! You guys haven't seen that? No. Hold on. Let me just give me like talk about something. Give me give me. 15 seconds I'll have it for you guys. All right, he's getting another book. Kevin Durant has coronavirus, for crying out loud. What? Are you kidding me? Yes, Kevin Durant. Like four of the Brooklyn Nets have it. Four of the Nets. But the thing is, he's not even playing this year. Is he traveling with the team? He must have been in the facility or something with them. Daggone it. Kevin Durant has, I mean, it's wild, all the celebrities have. I mean, said he wasn't showing any symptoms or anything, but. He just tested positive for it. So they te- like NBA. I think NBA is making every every player get tested. I'm glad that the millionaires are all getting tested. Damn, I can't find the book excerpt right now. But Dean Koontz's 1981 book. Uh, it's called The Eyes of Darkness. It's a fictional novel of a story of a Chinese military lab that creates a new virus called Wuhan 400, which infects the respiratory tract of people all over the world. Oh my gosh. That is what? That, oh my, Dean Koontz. Hey, Dean's a real, he he writes some pretty thrilling uh, novels. I used to read back in the day. Yes, uh, but there, there's a past. There's a couple passages that are like, holy crap! He wrote that in 1981. What is going on right now? Well, the guy that Rogan had on. Uh, have you listened to him yet? With the the he, virus guy. Virus yeah, guy? he basically yeah. has been calling. He's like, this is going to come out of China. They're doing these crazy stuff. Um, there's so many people there. It's just a matter of time. And I think he even went back to the wet markets. He's like, it's going to be something to do yeah. with that. Like how they're, you know, they have all these live animals, stuff all around each other, yeah. around the food they eat. And sure enough, um, but man, the Dean Coots thing is really freaky because he's not like yeah. a, he's not a scientist or anything. But yeah. I guess, 
I guess he he figured right. Okay, here here's the second here's the second. Okay, so I'll just read it to you guys. It says they call this stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed in their RDNA labs made in the city of Wuhan, and it was a 400th uh, vi- viable strain of the man-made microorganisms. And the second one is in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it appeared, attacking 10 years later, and then it will completely disappear. Well, let's hope it what? disappears. Creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. Dean Coots, you're freaking us all out. Um, Seriously. Okay. Um, more questions. What's going on in Facebook? They have anything to say? Oh, no. Low Facebook's energy. been kind of slow this morning. They have a little wow. low energy. Wow. I think everyone's freaking out a little bit. Everyone's just kind of laying a little bit. <laughs> you <low>. think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. For real. Um, yeah, for real. Okay. I, Kyle Snyder's Gut says, I heard an Avril Lavigne song on the radio today that I had not heard before. I looked it up. Said released in 2018. Has KB previously addressed how this factors in the Avril is dead discussion? Yeah. It's, I, it's once again, it's not her. It's Melissa. Um, if you listen to the music she's putting out recently, it's even more different from when... Um, Skater Boy. Yeah, and even the album Melissa put out right after Avril died. Uh, it's just She com- continues to change. Uh, couldn't be further from what Avril was or stood for. Wow. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, that, was, that was one of the first uh, and most amazing Alien Hours. That one really got the ball rolling. That launched that launched it into a, 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 a great property. Uh, Salty walk on. Now that West Virginia has fallen, who is Bracky's favorite for first flow vertical to get a positive test? Well, is, uh, well, is, is the bike guy, wrestling? Is the bike guy back? Well, so what Bracky's referring to? Our guy at, on flow bikes, Ian Dilly, was at your United Arab Emirates covering a race and Uh-oh. got. This was like two or three weeks ago. This is before Big Tens. Like, before yeah. anything was like really crazy happening. It was kind of just crazy elsewhere. And we were like, wait, what? He got quarantined into in his hotel room for like a couple days at UAE before he was able to come. But he came back and he's fine. Now, wow. so Colby Paxton, mm-hmm. uh, of Flow Football fame, and uh, he went to Big Tens with us last year. Awesome dude. And a couple other Flow people were at CAA basketball tournament were an official tested positive. So what? Colby and a couple other flow people have been on quarantine and the just like stayed in, in their homes for like the last I think they're doing 14 days. Everyone's feeling fine. Colby feels fine, Ephraim feels fine. So no one has any symptoms or anything. So I don't know who it's going to be. I don't I don't know. I hope not wrestling. There's a lot of us is part of the problem. So yeah, we have more than everybody else. Um you know what? Let's say it's gonna, it's gonna be wrestling. Although the jujitsu people are still doing jujitsu, like Paragon, like wasn't even closed, so I don't know. They might get it. Um, Sears still rolling? Probably. It wouldn't even affect Sears. Sears, Sears, you guys got to get to <laughs> Michael Sears. He, he'd be unimpacted by the coronavirus. I would have to imagine. Okay. Uh, anything else before we depart? It's nine forty-four, deep in the heart of Texas. Well, we're doing we're doing twenty ten tomorrow. Twenty ten, two thousand ten. Ready to go on that. Yeah, I'll be ready to go. It's a good year, Max one. Uh, and at some point, we're going to put uh, the brackets together for the best nickname and then possibly the best guys of the last decade. Yes. Fun. Yeah, a lot of good stuff to come. You don't have to go anywhere. 
You don't have to cut this thing off. Just leave it rolling. But if you're listening on podcasts, that's a little different. But other than that, um, feel free to just hang on this link and uh, watch and watch and watch till your heart's content. Stay safe. Listen to leadership. Don't go rogue. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. See ya. Peace.